Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies. And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Press record now and we can do the introduction in a minute as you settle in. Mm-hmm. I'm finding the more natural we are with these, the more people enjoy them. Brilliant. So whenever you're ready. I'm just turning my phone off. And I'll check mine is off as well, which it is. Well, I'll turn it on to airplane mode because otherwise it vibrates. So now here we are, another episode of Healing for Healers with Abby and Regina. Hello. (laughs) I leave you the gap so you can jump in and say hello. I thought it was really important for us to talk about psychic protection or spiritual protection. What else would you call it? I mean, it's got many names, but we were just chatting there before Regina and I, that there's so much going on right now. There's so many energies flying around and particularly a lot of emotional energies that it's really good to stop and take stock and find yourself in the middle of all of it. And I'm hoping that you, the listener, will get some really good ideas and tips and things to try from me and Regina chatting about this that might improve your balance in your day-to-day, just getting on with things. So, yeah. Well, um, you were talking about the different words and what it is. I think for me, it's like as if it's um, a buffer. You know, it's like you create an energetic buffer for things that are coming your way, shall we say. (laughs) I think it's good. I think people get turned off by the word psychic. Yeah. And immediately categorize that in like crazy, woo-woo, la-la, you know. But psychic actually means of your psyche, which is of your being, really. And it's, if you think of everybody with their signature. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can feel people when they come in the room and it's when that essence triggers your essence. They don't have to be in the room with you. They could be across town or even Mm. across the world. So there's many different types of ways that you can be affected by psychic energy. And um, it's it's, it's interesting. And we have many stories that we could tell, (laughs) Gina and I. Oh, yeah, but but, uh, here's just, you know, okay, here's a slightly different take on that a words words can have power oh god yeah and you know uh that's why some words some words feel sharp and hurtful because we're feeling the energy of those words and that's yes. not putting in the psychic or the woo-woo that's actually 
Oh, but that's psychic energy behind the yes. words. True. True. Like if somebody, you know, um, spits out a word at you, you can feel the energy of it like a dart. You know? Absolutely. It's like that's why I don't go and read my book reviews. <laughs> but that's what authors do and do you know I was speaking to an author friend of mine and he's a really best-selling author who's has his books actually been made into a Hollywood movie he's he's like up at the upper echelons of best-selling authors and he says it's always the negative ones he goes back to and he sits with them and he reads them and he goes over them and over them and over them so there's kind of an addiction as well to the dark and the anger energy and that's a that that's that's a psychic protection is required to disconnect from that and just not resonate with those things not let them bother you what do you think yeah, well, what actually came into my head is Irish people are great for dismissing compliments. So like if you take I'm just looking at the scales, right? So let's say the where you're talking about your pal who, you know, focuses on the negative reviews as against the positive reviews. People are more programmed on a lot of occasions to feel the negative review rather than feel the love and appreciation from the positive. And Irish Absolutely. people Irish people have honed the art of defending, uh, in other words, rejecting compliments. Oh, that outfit is lovely. Oh, sure. Oh, pennies, you know, cheap discount, 15 euros this, 10 euros that, and like cheapening it and whatever. We don't take a compliment. So we can't take that loving energy in or that nice energy that a compliment is about. So sometimes people, I think, now this is just us shooting the breeze here this morning. We're more attuned to actually feeling the sharpness of the negativity. And sometimes that's the more familiar to us that we'll go back to is the feeling of the negativity rather than the feeling of the love or the, you know, the glowing reviews that help build your confidence. No, you're absolutely right. And it's if you have an expectation that that kind of sharpness and harshness is coming, it's almost as if you're consenting to letting it into your field by just saying, yeah, well, this is just going to happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it also, I think, connects into your self-worth. Mm -hmm. So it's like what you say, you know, it's not, oh, well, it's hanging. This, this outfit might be from pennies, but I'm in particularly great spirits today and I'm holding my body proudly and it's hanging very well on me. And it's not, it, no, it's all pennies, you know? So it's like the value, the worth that you put on yourself is like, well, maybe I deserve that bad review. Maybe I need to be screamed at maybe I need so yeah it's 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 the weaknesses in us so you know if we're going to make a list of psychic attacks spiritual protection why do they happen what do you need to do I think the first thing is that it's your weakness and I don't mean you Regina personally but a person <laughs> well, <laughs> it's we your weakness weaknesses, let's we be honest. all have weaknesses we all have weaknesses we all have wounding we all have trigger points and the weaker they are the more likely you're going to get hit at a deeper level there does that make sense yeah and uh, they'll find your weak spot they'll find you, you know they're, they'll always find ways to push your buttons <laughs> and you can take it personally or you can look at it as a learning experience to go, oh, I didn't realize that still triggered me or I haven't yeah. healed that wound yet or I need to do something about this in me. Yeah. So that when you're bringing it back into yourself, you're more empowered. Mm hmm. So that you can rock that outfit and you know you're working it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm not there yet. <laughs> 
but it's true in that if there's feelings of guilt or shame mm. or I don't even jealousy or resentment, it's almost like there's a part of, of well, Irish psyche people anyway, is like we, we can't step up above it. It's like we have to suffer when everyone else is suffering. And so if someone else is feeling fear and we're not, there's almost a part of us that feels obliged to take it on just so that we can like be a human being. We're not human if we're not feeling all the feelings. And we need to grow out of that, you know. Hmm. Um, well, fear level, different people have different levels of fear. Absolutely. Do you remember that time that we went to a medium, psychic medium, and he, he was filling up the theatre and you and I met, we were meeting at the front. Oh, and that's a right few years ago. That was a good few years ago. Yes. And you and I, and as far as I remember, you and I were in great spirits. There was nothing crazy going on in our lives on that particular week or day. And we met and both of us looked at each other and said, we don't, you know, I don't feel good. We need to sit down and clear yeah. the energy here. And we didn't know what it was. Do you remember? So we sat down at the cafe Yes. And we got a cup of tea, which was dreadful <laughs> cup of tea. Oh, and, then, and then you said, there's a huge amount of fear here. And then I said, people are coming to see a psychic medium and maybe they're afraid of what they're going to hear. Mm -hmm. They're afraid uh, that their loved one might not show up for them or that they might not be called or that they might be and not like what they're going to hear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I remember the two of us went to were there and it was a fun day out like we were in we were in a different zone yeah you know? we weren't looking for anyone to redo it we just wanted to see how this guy was operating yeah. and what was going on and what, what what that kind of an experience was about yeah so. and and yeah actually thanks for that i totally and utterly forgotten about that um and yeah there was a huge amount of fear there there was and even in the room, uh, you know, the theatre we were in watching what went on, it was fascinating to see, you know, there was expectation. And then when it came to an end, there was disappointment. You know, what might be interesting is to go back to that moment where we were looking at each other outside of the venue. How did we know, you know, just for people who might not have experienced this, that there was something not right you know, I was feeling like a biting tension in the air and a churning in my gut that wasn't there before. For me, it was like a cloud of darkness just descended. You, again, it's very hard to put into words, but it, 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 if energetically, if it wasn't like as if, up until that point, you know, we were light skipping, joking, and then suddenly it felt like as if we were in sludge and toffee, for the want of a better word. Like it was, everything was heavy and sticky and everything was an effort. And even when we went into the place, it was hassle to even get somewhere to sit. It was hassle to get in the queue, to get the couple. When we got the couple, it wasn't even worth queuing no, for. No, it wasn't. But we needed the time to yeah. sit. But what I also felt was shakiness and ungroundedness. And I think it's very interesting for people listening to see that there's you and me in the same place feeling different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe, you know, if you're listening to think about how does this affect you? And and like Regina, you, like you said earlier, different fear, different frequency, different vibration. Now, even though 
looking back on it, you know, it, it took us 10 minutes to figure out what was going mm. on, let's say, for example. And, and, and Regina and I have been doing this for a long time at that point. It's not like we were new, <laughs> new. at it. And then as soon as we realized what was going on, we did what Regina had suggested, what you suggested earlier in the show, which would be created a buffer around us mm. because we have, we, we knew it's not our job to clear other people's fear. No. And as well as that, that wasn't why we were there. We were on a day off. Like we were out to enjoy ourselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was many an occasions we think we're out to enjoy ourselves and we end up working and nobody knows what the hell we're doing. But anyway, um, but yeah, we had to create a safe space for us bubble-wise, energetically, so that we weren't going to become the sponge and take on what was happening around us and that we weren't going to be dragged down by it. Absolutely. And and doing that takes conscious, focused awareness and effort. Oh, yeah. It takes, it takes, and, and, and if we were to drop that, if we were to get absorbed in what he was doing on the stage and having a laugh and then drop the, the bubble or, 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 or the buffer zone, it would creep back in again, only maybe more subtly because, it, you know, a creeping kind of instead of being hit with it, like you described so beautifully there. And then then it gets in and then you, you, you don't even notice. And that's when I think it causes trouble. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But there are so, many occasions like that's that's a brilliant example of, you know, the energy in location. But there's also energy that comes from, let's say, an argument or a disagreement or uh, somebody's mad at you. You can, you know, that can come at you energetically. And sometimes the person may or may not be aware of what it is they're doing or, or may or may not be aware of what it is they're sending your way. Oh, absolutely. And I can, I can tell which family member is angry at me by the quality <laughs> of the fear or anger that comes. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's um, amazing. Once you start to realize that this is a real thing mm -hmm. and that you are not powerless in it and that you can clear it from you to create the space that you need, because you can just imagine if, the, you know, the creeping sensation of, of the other energies coming into you alchemically changes your chemistry, changes your thought process, changes your emotion, and it could make you more vulnerable. It could make you, I don't know, it you know, more re regress into your inner child and make a decision as an adult that you wouldn't normally make because you're compromised. So it's always important to clear your energy first. This is what I always say. Clear your energy so that you can tell what's yours and what's not yours. Clear your head and then see what's in front of you for what it is and then make a decision because if your energy is bad you make bad decisions I mean I always say that but going back to the buffer that we made consciously that will fall down if you were going to buy a book in the shop right now you know maybe a book that's 10 years old or even five years old they're going to have this great advice like make a shield make mirrored shields you know put up armor psychic protection you're going into battle and it doesn't really work like that anymore as far as I I'm concerned. Um, for me, and I'll put this out because I know I'm pretty sure Regina has a different take on it. For me, what it is, is knowing what your weakness is and clearing that. Clearing all the energy from you that's not yours on a daily basis. And being, you know, bright in your vibrancy, in your light, in your frequency, in your energy so that these things don't stick to you anymore. Learning to 
you know, I make mistakes. Maybe I messed up. Maybe something happened there. Being able to apologize, but doing it cleanly in a way that, you know, you're not absorbing something. You're not groveling. You're not begging. And um, being clear on your boundaries, being very clear on your boundaries. And that can take a lifetime just to achieve all of those things. So, I mean, what do you think? What would you add in or, or, or what's your take on that? Well, you see, what you were saying there brings me back to part of why I woke up to what I do is because I couldn't at the time work out what was my feelings and energy and what was somebody else's. So I couldn't discern the difference. Yeah. And that made me realize that after such a long period of time that, oh, I have a lot of work to do. And it took me a long time to get into the habit of working out. Is this mine? Is it theirs? Where is this coming from? And it's not something that happened overnight and it took a long period of time. And it took many different evolutions of what I would use protection wise or how I would go about it, because we all have to find what works best for us. So different things work, you know, like you were talking about, you know, the mirrors and all these. Yeah, visuals you know what I was and... thinking, you know, you know, if you spill a glass of red wine or you spill a glass of white wine, you use different cleaning products mm. for those spills. So it also depends on what's coming at you as to what you use against that. Mm. But as you're speaking about going back to when you had that epiphany that you couldn't tell the difference between what was yours and what wasn't yours, <clears throat> I feel it's important to say that I see many, many clients whose mother-daughter relationships where the boundaries are that the mother holds the daughter within her as part of her. So the daughter doesn't actually have very good boundaries at all. And so the flow between the two, it's like the daughter grows up believing that, you know, everything that the mother, it's, it's, it's the connection there is just so strong to start making boundaries from that is a huge amount of work. But I also find that that's a pattern that is common in many empaths. I'm not saying all of them. So in one way, it's a gift. It's a blessing. And in another way, it's a curse because, you know, if, if you don't realize what's happening and you don't pull away and learn how to make those boundaries, then you can't strengthen those boundaries when something comes and hits you, mm. you know, so, so it's, it might sound easy. <laughs> oh, all, all, all you have to do is have good, strong boundaries, say no, shine your light bright. But I too appreciate that it's not easy to do. It really isn't easy to do. And I would refer anyone listening to go back through the episodes of the podcast mm. because Regina and I've done a lot of work on boundaries. We've talked about being empathic and I think there's really good stuff in there that is worth a listen. And even if you've listened already, there's layers <laughs> and you might catch something different the second time you listen to, you know, that you have, Normally, we just pick one thing and work with that, and then we can go back and do another thing and do another thing and do another thing. So, yeah, and this is not something that you you've you've done and you park. This is something that's constantly evolving and changing every day, daily basis. Yes, completely. And I think that's something that people need to be aware of because. There are sort of, I'm just trying to find the right words here. There are occasions where your 
operating in different worlds. You're operating in the corporate world, you're operating in the family world, and then you're operating in uh, a client profession uh, role, you know, uh, working shamanically. You have to adapt and change how you do things in each of those scenarios. Because a lot of, uh, you know, going back through different training with different teachers over different years had different methods, you know, when you're shamanically working. But some people forget that, okay, they might be doing some shamanic stuff, but, you know, the rest of your life is shamanic. You know, Mm -hmm. there are many other aspects that are shamanic. Driving can even be a shamanic experience. Trying to find car parking space can be a shamanic experience. I'm just using that, that this is not something that you can shut off. If you are living, and I'm, I'm only talking about me personally, because I live in this world as a shamanic being. So therefore, everything I do has a shamanic effect. So energetically, I'm aware of that. But as a result, I still have to be aware of how I function in my nine to five role versus my shamanic role. The protection and the boundaries are different, but there are energy implications of both. Talk to me about your protection. Okay. A lot of occasions, I, when I started out, I had this whole ritual of all the different things that I needed to do. Every morning I had to recite this. I had to uh, work with this uh, being. And I had this whole ritual routine before I left the front door. To call on a guide. Like I know some people would say the prayer and get Archangel Michael, for example, to put the blue cloak of protection on them and all that kind of thing. No, mine was a lot more visual. Right. Um, it's evolved and changed back through time uh, over the years. But initially it was uh, it was a set of mirrors around me that, you know, projected out anything that was projected at me went back to. Went back. OK. Right. That was where it started. Then as I was working more and more with the land, I would work with elements of the land. So one of the things I would work a lot with is water. So I would use uh, there are some days where <laughs> A little bit more protection is required, shall we say, depending on what I'm dealing with and where I'm going. And I will have water from that sacred well that I would brush through my aura. Okay. Right. So you actually take physical water in your hand, rub it and and, and run it through your aura. Okay. Yeah. So that would be, that would be my strong like that would be so that's so your intention because your intention when you do this is the key to why you're doing it this is my yeah yeah, when I really need it when I know I'm going into something that is going to be difficult right okay energetically that is uh one of the things I do and yes I call on my guides who are with me and I also have protection around my door so that as I enter and leave my place, there is a specific protection there for me. So that's that, great, yeah. yeah, so a lot of stuff is left outside. And but that took a long time to set up and over a period of time. But there are many different things that, you know, people can work with energetically. Mm. For me, there are sometimes I will use the water to 
more in a ritual way because it's also as I'm using that water to cleanse my aura and to protect, I'm also aware of my power and bringing in. There you go. You see, you're solidifying your intention using the ritual to solidify your intention that nobody's going to harm you. Yeah. Or that you're not going to pick up anyone else's energies. Yeah. That's brilliant. So I find as well, because a lot of this is energy work, Mm. that when you have something in your hand that's real, like water Mm. or a crystal wand, Mm. so you could pick up a point, a tumble, you know, a, a, a crystal that's got a point on it and use it to seal yourself off in your mind. But it's not the crystal is actually sealing you off. It's that your intention is being strengthened with the help of holding a crystal or having mm. water that you say this is not going to happen. And that's you actually not giving consent because it can only really come in with consent. And there's the piece that I always catch people out on is when you say you don't give consent, how, how what percentage of you actually doesn't give percent? And there's, you know, and if you haven't done that inner work piece, then there could be like 5%, 3%, even 20% of you is there. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, so your brain thinks you're giving consent and grown up you thinks you're giving consent, but inner teenage you is really pissed off with you because you're not having enough fun or, you, you know, you need a bit more drama. Life's really boring right now. And so you <laughs> open the back door and let it in. The way, I have an exercise. I do a, an online program called um, Creating Good, Strong, Energetic Boundaries. And one of the exercises, mm-hmm. my, 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 that's really funny. Do you know how things go weird when you're talking about something important? <laughs> my computer just shut, shut off, but it's back now. We're back. So I'm keeping all this in as I always do. One of the exercises that I do is to imagine that you're sitting inside of an egg. Mm-hmm. And so the eggshell is around you and the eggshell represents your auric field and the cracks and tears and rips in your auric field appear in this visual egg as cracks and tears and rips. So you're not sitting in the dark in an egg, you know, it's bright and it's nice and it's comfortable and it's cozy. So you can imagine loads of pillows and blankets or whatever if you want to, but your hand inside the egg at the, you know, the inside of the shell can repair the tears and wounds and cracks of the egg. And because we're always looking in front of us, most of the tears and wounds and cracks are actually behind us because we don't pay that much attention to what's going on behind us. And if someone's angry at you, they're going to throw a knife into your back, which is a psychic attack of anger. Hmm. So you need to look, you know, watch your back. They don't say that for no reason. So you can imagine that you can see behind yourself and that you can start to heal and repair the cracks and tears in your egg. And then you can thicken the shell. If you're going to go into an event or a meeting or a gathering or you're going into town or whatever triggers you to feel more vulnerable, that you can thicken it or you can coat this shell with gold, which is a beautiful protective light color. But again, it's working on your the strength of your of your intention, you know, I do not give consent is really important. And um, I think just doing that is really empowering as well, because what's happened energetically over over many years is that instead of standing at the door and praying, Archangel Michael, please put your cloak of protection around me, we have to be the masters of our own lives now. We have to be the ones to protect ourselves. And so you don't hand your power away to the angel to do what you do. And then you can ask the angel for help if you need help. But it's a co-creation. They help you as you help yourself. That's kind of how I see it as well. 
So there's another idea that, that you can do, uh, you know, just to see how does it work for you. And like, like we said, or, you know, different things, different, different stuff for different people, different frequencies might get through the egg and get somewhere else. I mean, then there's the cutting cords. And I, I think we've talked about cords before, which oh, we, yeah. we can use. So if somebody's already draining your energy and then they attack you, psychically because they're angry at you you know you're already more susceptible to that particular person i think anyway mm. i'm it's actually interesting that was cutting cords was one of the first things i sort of played around with you know to actually yeah. see and feel what it was i was doing it was just one of my teachers at the time introduced me to it and um at the time what was quite interesting was I was working one-on-one -on -one with people and when you're working one-on-one -on -one with people and you're standing with that person, I could literally feel where these energetic cords were connected. You couldn't see them. But for me, going around feeling it really made me very much aware of that. And it's amazing how, you know, starting out doing that and then working forward, um, you know, moving on through time. Now I can do it in the blink of an eye energetically in any part of the world where you can connect to someone. And I'm just using that as an example that um, the protection that you use isn't, you know, just because of uh, some situation you might be walking into here. It could be somebody around the other side of the world is annoyed with you and there's stuff coming at you from there. It isn't just, you know, for somebody that's in your presence or Absolutely, away. absolutely. But I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here because whatever way my head went, but it was... But, well, you know, what, what you're saying now also is really important because it could take you an hour or two to clear all the cords, let's say 10 years ago. And mm. now you can do it in a blink of an yeah. eye for me, for me, just to say to, to people to don't be disheartened. If you feel you're not getting anywhere, it's like you go to the gym, you're not going to be doing weightlifting competitions in your first day. You have to build up those muscles. You have to learn as you go. And, um, that's, one of the unfortunate things about spiritual awakening is it's overwhelming and, and, and there's a lot to do when you wake up. But, you know, but then you get into a balance of it. It's about maintenance then, which yes. is really worth going through everything to get out on the other side of it. But Yeah, but also to find what works for you. You know, I know at various stages there were, there were different things I thought were the bee's knees and the spider's ankles and were the best things. The spider's in ankles. You never heard that one before. No. The bee's knees and the spider's ankles. Oh, uh, that's gas. <laughs> but, the, you know, there were these things that I thought were absolutely amazing and they were the best tools ever. And they were for a limited time. And then something else evolved and something else evolved. So what I'm saying now is what I use. But, you know, we could have this discussion next year and I could have something else in place. Well, if you think about everything in terms of energy, mm. right? And frequency and vibration. You have to deal with a frequency, you know, at the frequency that it's at. Mm. And so it's, it's also about engaging with it. You know, if you raise your vibration, you're not going to engage with lower frequencies. If you lower yourself down to engage with them, then there's more of you down there you know, that you're more likely to get affected by them. So you, you know, so they say, you know, rise up, rise above it, mm -hmm. right? You can actually rise above a lot of the actual 
heavy, difficult energies, but when there's something that really affects you. So let's go back to fear mm-hmm. for the moment because fear, there's a lot of new age rubbish out there about fear. You know, fear and love cannot exist in the same. They can. I believe they can. Fear is bad and don't, you know, you have to face your fear. You have to feel everything that you feel and honor it and acknowledge it or it won't go away. And if there's something that's real, that you're genuinely in fear of and it keeps getting triggered, then you need to sit and look at it when you're in a good space. So let's say I, I have a client who has a, a you know an adult daughter who's disabled and her biggest fear is that something's going to happen to her and who's going to look after the daughter. So, but this is a real thing. And it's, you know, rather than say, I'm terrified about this, to say, okay, well, this is a real thing and there's a possibility of this. So let's sit down and make a plan. Hmm. And then when the fear rises up in you, because you're feeling fear outside of you, which triggers your fear, which appears to you as a fear for a specific thing that you're afraid of, then you can remind yourself, well, I made a plan for that. And then you can breathe out that fear and realize that actually inside your egg is still that specific frequency vibration of fear. And then outside of your egg is that specific frequency of fear. And when it rises outside of you, what rises in you, you, you're, you're trying to relate to it. You're trying to identify what it is and you take it on as your own when actually what it is is something that's not yours at all. So you can let go of yours and then see yourself rising above those frequencies, you know, again, as a healer, you know, everyone, anyone who's working with people, if you fall into the, the, the grief or the emotion of the client, then you're no good to them. You're no good to them if you're crying with them and then they leave and they go, Oh my God, that thing that was so terrible. My therapist is in wreck. So it must be even worse than I thought. So there's no obligation for you to feel other people's feelings. You see it, you acknowledge it, you can rise above them and, and, and expand so you can hold and, and let them go then. It's, it is a process. It's a process of learning. It's a process of dancing with energies that change all the time. And we haven't even mentioned the energies that are coming in, cosmic energies from the planets <laughs> that again change the frequency and vibration. So when you have, let's say, a very low fear frequency, you can also have higher fear <laughs> frequencies that, like Regina says, require a different way of, of um, con- disconnecting. Yeah. And... There, like fear comes up in so many different ways for so many different people. As a dyslexic, my fear is actually putting thoughts down on paper. Like I, um, I had to compose something there this morning just to put a couple of lines on um, an e-card for somebody. And I struggled with it for 15 minutes while somebody else would have, you know, two lines down in no time. But for me, the fear is, uh-oh, the, uh, how many people will read this? What will they take out of it? And they are all fears because I find it very hard to express myself on paper where mm. I can talk about these things. But there is a lack of the ability to put on paper what I speak about it there's a total disconnect there and that's fine that's me that's how I work so for me putting anything down on paper yeah, creates but you huge see, fear you knowing this yeah. 
you know this means you know yourself, means you protect yourself in it. Yeah. And it took me a while. This is the point I'm making. It took me a while to do it. Right. Mm. But when I did it, it was right. Yeah. OK, it's done. Release. Let it go. You know, you've had your little <laughs> about it. And that's OK. Where previously, oh, my God, I would have. Uh, I, w- I would have possibly been losing sleep over having to do it. Right. So mm. they're all the things that fear means so many different things to different people. Like um, going out in the land. You know, I love going off exploring um, the ancient sites and old places. And and I love doing that. But for somebody else, it, it, they're fearful of going off the, um, the uh, Tarmac Adam path, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that brings up fear in them. What's interesting, though, is bringing that scenario back into psychic protection. You know, you don't know what you're going to find when you go on the land to these places, particularly because, as you say, mm. people are there and abusing them. Yeah. You know, going there and not knowing what they're doing and leaving all this psychic energy there. So when you work with the land, when you work with energies to... Well, I mean, I'm not going to say don't be stupid enough to walk in there without being prepared for what you're going to find. But I'm basically going to say don't be stupid to go there and not be. You need to have an awareness about you. It's like my friend. I was talking to a friend of mine last night and he lives next to big, huge forest in America with big mountains Mm. in Washington. And he says he packs his backpack and he takes weapons with him because there's there's Mm. bears and cougars and snakes and all kinds of things. And he has them in his backpack. He has a bottle of water and a compass because there's no, Mm. you know, for your phone, there's there's no coverage there. And then he walks with awareness. Yeah. And he has everything he needs, but he's not walking in fear. And I love that image. He's prepared. So if he does see a bear or if he does see a snake and, you know, if if he needs some protection, he has it there, but he doesn't rush to use it all the time and he's not, not hesitant. And I think if we if we imagine that we walk that way, we have all the tools that we need in our backpacks. Lovely analogy. But if you leave home without your backpack <laughs> or if you forget, you know... <laughs> Sorry, and then you walk into a place and, or a sacred, you know, you just imagine somebody, in, in, you know, in a sacred site and then there's all this horrible energy that's just sitting there and it just latches onto you. And that happens. It happens. So, so to, to make sure that you have your intention, that you are prepared, that, you know, that you don't go into these places. And, and, and it's usually the places where you're not expecting Mm-hmm. a psychic attack or you know to walk into this kind of stuff that that it, it it's there oh yeah so it's there to teach you keeps you on your toes and there's always somebody there who can clean you up afterwards if you can't <laughs> do it on your own so don't feel like oh my god i got myself into this mess it's awful you know there are people like me people like regina there's lots of people out there who can help you but the key to that really is having the awareness that you need the help yeah because you know go back to the scene with me, Regina, outside the venue, and then this came upon us, and it was such a change of atmosphere that we recognized something was off straight mm-hmm. away. Whereas then you have the other 
you know, situation, which is the, like the frog in the saucepan that's paddling away happy in the cold water and someone turns the heat on and it gets warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer and he doesn't realize it. And then before he knows it, he's dead, you know, and, and that's when you don't notice that something's happening. That's when, so to be able to discern what's going on for you in your life. Are you always feeling sad? Are you angry, but you've nothing to be angry about? Are you afraid? Do you have low level anxiety all mm. the time? Um, are you worrying about little things that you actually know are not worth worrying over? You know, ask yourself all these questions because it's possible that you have too many cords and attachments to someone else who's in fear, that you're carrying fearful energy from some somewhere that you've picked it up or you, you've become disempowered powered in a way and honestly that the more I do this the longer I, I, I'm in this business so to speak talking about it doesn't help you have to do the energy work you actually have to do the energy work and then you can be clear mm -hmm. of what's clouding your brain mm -hmm. to see what's going on but you're not clear until you've cleared your energy which is probably why I stepped away from accredited psychotherapy <laughs> because because that there's, there's no you can go around in circles with talking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And I know there's people who have been attending counsellors and there, um, there are some people who've made absolutely wonderful inroads. And there are others who uh, it's like a record with the needle stuck. They keep revisiting, 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 and they don't they're, they don't move on. But, you know, that's no judgment. That's. That's I mean, everything has its place. Yeah. Everything has its place. And it's wonderful to work things through in your head to understand how things are. And you do need to talk to somebody, but talking to somebody is getting clarity on something that you might not be able to get clarity on if you're covered in emotional energy. So. Yeah, because you're, you can't, there's the old saying, you can't see the wood for the trees because you're in the middle of it. You can't, you, you, you can't see the wood because you're, you're in the middle of it. So, you know, there's, there's a, there are a lot of options and help out there and it's about you finding out what works best for you. Everybody's path is different. How people use the tools is different. Again, I'm only talking about what worked for me and what worked for me certainly won't work for everyone because, <laughs> you know, everyone is different, has a different way of doing these things. So um, some people like to talk their way through things or... For me as well, I also like to feel and to visualize. So I'm very strong on visual. Mm. Um, so I can, you know, I have the gift of uh, picturing in 3D. So when I think, I'm thinking all the time in 3D. And so as a result, I can picture things. So you talking about the egg and not seeing behind didn't make sense to me because I can at all times like I'm rotating all images at all times so I see every perspective oh yeah well I do too but people don't think that way exactly so it's really important for you to think that way so as we wrap this up we've been talking about spiritual protection talking protection really very much from the point of view of the individual so let's just turn it around to healing for healers kind of mm -hmm. as a healer when you're seeing clients or if you're caring for somebody and this could be, you know, your children, your parents, you know, or just being in care, just, just you, you're more open hearted towards the person that you're caring for. You're more available, let's say, to a client in the time that you're with them. 
So to really be aware of how you're connecting into that person, how much you're taking in, and are you clearing it from you on a regular basis? You know, so the best protection that you can have as a healer, as a person, I think, is to know your weaknesses, sit down with yourself, face those fears, make plans for them all, um, get stronger in, inside you so that when you say, my intention is I'm not taking this up, that there's no aspect of you that wants to sabotage that. <laughs> you know, so that when, when, you know, and I love the image of Regina with the water going through her aura, or you can just say, okay, I'm getting strong. I'm sealing off anything of me that's open. I'm creating a space between me and the rest of the world. I'm pulling myself into myself and anything that's not me, I'm pushing out from me to have, to have that boundary there, to have it solid boundary. You know, you can visualize yourself being wrapped in gold if that helps to seal it. Or, you know, I like the idea of the egg because the egg has to be solid and strong. So you check all of, all, you know, 360 degrees of you, but you know, we're multidimensional. There's much more degrees than <laughs> that, but just, just to, to do that and then to, to take up your space in the world and not be apologetic for being here. That's also a really important thing. And that's, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. You know, if you're, if you're shrinking because you, you're, you're giving your power away, then you're a prime target, I think, for, for a, a psychic attack. So, so I think those are my best points. How about you? What would you like to, to say to wrap it up, Regina? I think, I think awareness is the most important thing from my perspective, to be aware that energy has an effect on you, that no matter where you go, will have an impact. And with that, there's a Larry beeping its horn outside. Well, there you go. So pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to awareness, yes. being aware that you're not going crazy. You know, I was sitting on my sofa one evening and we were watching TV. This was a couple of years ago. And then I got this massive pain in my lower back and it was excruciating. It came out of nowhere and I fell on the floor. And my husband was going crazy running around. What can I do? How can I help you? I was wailing. It was the worst pain I'd have in a long time. He was making me a hot water bottle. He was getting me ice. And I was going, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. And then I stopped and I realized that I had a client who wanted me to hold space for her at a particular time. And I wasn't doing it. Uh-huh. And so it was like she kicked me off the sofa. So I closed my eyes and I visualized her. And I said, I said to her, I, you know, you have no right to do this to me and back off. And it stopped like that. The pain just stopped. And that's real. And, you know, and you say that to a doctor, they think you're going crazy. Oh, yeah. So you have, you have to have the awareness that this stuff is powerful and it's real and it can really happen. Yeah. Particularly if you're empathic and you can feel this and you know what's going on. Otherwise, and she apologized in my mind's eye, which was great. But I mean, that was great learning for me. And then I took her up on it. I said, were you thinking of, of me at this particular time of day yesterday, mm. whatever day it was? And she goes, yeah, I was really angry at you. I said, ah. <laughs> so there's confirmation. There's confirmation. So yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I play psychic tennis with stuff that comes my way. I just hit it back. <laughs> I have fun. <laughs> Or you can just burn it and say, okay, they can't handle it. I don't want it. So just throw it in the fire. Yes. And but sometimes it. you can have fun with it. <laughs> well, look, on that note, I'm, I'm, we'll leave it there yes. for, for this episode. That, that was great fun. Thanks, Regina. And um, thank you.
And thanks to listeners. And listen, if you're listening to us on Spotify, would you ever do me a favor and give us a rating? Because it, it doesn't look good to have no ratings on there. <laughs> Speaking of reviews of your books <laughs> or on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. We'd be delighted. And we'll see you next time. Sloan. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions, or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.